0: Oh, what's going on? It's your boy, big wavy boy Johnson here. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Danny the one this is Shreddy Breck, A.K.A. Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hey you. Yeah. Hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson, A.K.A. DJ Two One Five, here again with another Impact Wrestling BBG review. This time I'll be reviewing uh, last Saturday's Turning Point 2020 Supercard. So um, the event wasn't a pay-per-view in the traditional sense. It was more of sort of a special what Impact put on, um, much like Victory Road earlier this year. Um, and yeah, it was a pretty good show. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't really know what to expect going in, but there was a few matches what caught my attention, and this was actually really fun. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through the show as I go along and then just let you know my overall thoughts That's per. Yeah. So, um, what we got to start with was a great opening package from uh, which featured Rich Swann and Sammy Callahan, who were in the main event. Many people, if you know, um, Swan and Callahan have a lengthy relationship and um, rivalry, not only an impact but on the independent scene. Um, Dragon Gate USA, mm. evolve, um, CZW, and the like. Um, really, you know, um, storied history between the two, and personally as well. So worked really well. I thought this was really, really strong stuff. I thought this was a great start to the show. Um, Madison Rain and Josh Matthews were on commentary. Madison Rain's a really strong commentator. I really like her on commentary. I think she's really refreshing. And I think Josh Matthews is okay. But um, Madison Rain was really a breath of fresh air, much like she was at um, Bound for Glory. So the first match um, to open the show was between Eddie Edwards and uh, Davare. Great to see Davare back in um, Impact. Big fan of his wrestling um, style and his work. Um, really fun match, this. Um, I thought that Davari got a really strong showing, and I think Eddie Edwards did really well here to um, showcase Davari's work really well. Um, there was a lot of working on the arm from Davari to Eddie Edwards, lots of psychology in this match. Um, I liked the fact that um, Davari kind of was doing his more technical style of things. Um, which is something we wouldn't necessarily always see back in the day. But I thought it was a really strong showing from him. I thought there was a really great looking Hurricane runner from Devari as well, which looked brilliant. Um, there were some great suplexes. Um, there was a sort of an exchange of chops, and then Eddie, with his sort of one arm um, unable to use his other arm, landed a, a back stunner as well, which is one of his um, sort of signature manoeuvres. Um, we had the Tiger Driver from Eddie Edwards, which looked vicious, which got a close two count. And then um, one of the cool things was that um, was that Daivari tried to get the win with the heel tactics of putting the tried and tested putting the feet on the ropes, but the referee saw what was happening. Um, stopped Davari in mid floor, and then Eddie Edwards came along with the Boston Knee Party, so the giant running knee, and then got the victory over Davari But this was a really strong showing for both men, especially Davari and I'm really pleased to see him back in impact and i hope that he gets a lot more opportunities because i thought he looked really good here i thought he looked great especially building on when we'd watch him at bound for glory um in the uh gauntlet for the gold and i thought it looked great um so then following from that we had um we had caleb conley who came into the ring who was associated with tinel dashwood so it was tinel dashwood and jordan grace against rosemary and taya valkyrie and sort of a prelude to the knockouts tag team championships so um jack goodwillie who i reviewed bound for glory with was mentioning about the um knockout tag team championships coming back and um they have and chris lapping who's also a member of bbg wrestling mentioned it as well and um, it was great so they're coming back in january so this was kind of um sort of a preview for what could be to come um i thought this was okay um i'm not a massive fan of Tenel Dashwood, I know the whole kind of selfie thing and all that, but it, it doesn't really do much for my taste. So not my kind of thing at all. But um, you know, tay Valkyrie and John Grace have had a story ri- rivalry and impact, and you know, this built on that. Um. Great showing, big kicks, you know, big suplexes. Um, there was a last chancery from Rosemary onto Jordan Grace, so where she had the bridging, um, necklock, um, which looked really well, you know, put on from uh, from Rosemary onto Jordan. Um there was though one spot where um Thea Valkyrie, she um she had Jordan Grace in a German suplex um position and then Rosemary hit her with a super kick and then Thea dropped her into the German suplex spot, a bit like the American Wolves used to do. But Jordan landed right on the back of her head and it looked nasty, like she got a really bad stinger. Thankfully she seemed okay, but um really scary if you saw it on you know, if you did see this show, it looks a really scary spot. Um Bit dangerous. Tynel Dashwood then was kind of stopping. Um, wasn't really into wanting to get the tag. Um, for Jordan, so she kind of left Jordan high and dry. Um, and then Jordan was hit. Um, with a really big vicious DDT from Rosemary for the win. Um, it was fun. You know that I really enjoyed what Rosemary and um, and Taya Valkyrie are doing as a tag team. I thought this was great. Jordan Grace is always really, you know awesome in the ring she's brilliant daniel dashwood i don't know she's okay but maybe it's just the pro the um the gimmick thing it's just not to my taste um, but you know we um we're all different in that regard. So then, following from that, we had the Deaners of Cody and um cousin Luke with a promo saying how he was hate. Um, Cody was saying how he hated that he'd lost to Johnny Swinger, and that it was all time career low, and that he was going to redeem his name. Um, that was just pretty good. That was pretty intense. Um. You know, the Dean is kind of a bit of a comedy act, but this was a bit of a different um, take for them, and I really thought this was a good backstage promo. And then we came on to Brian Myers against Swoggle. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about this one. This was okay. You know, it was just your typical kind of... Um, swoggle match and it wasn't bad by any means so some really great stuff here I mean he hit a German suplex onto Brian Myers which was insane you know and Brian Myers um as me and uh Jack Goodwill were joking you know he was about six foot one so he's a you know a big man <laughs> but um it was it was okay you know it was probably the weakest match on the show but it wasn't a bad match by any means it started though really intense and and with good intensity and I, I do like how um, you know, Swoggle is actually able to get some really strong offense in. It's not just a comedy act. He is actually really strong as a wrestler, which you wouldn't know from just watching him in WWE and the like. For some reason, though, Josh Matthews um, was very amused by this Halloween thing in the garbage can. So, I don't know. He was very ex- excited on commentary to mention that. Um <laughs> bit strange but yeah it was it was okay brian myers got the win with a really nasty looking clothesline similar to the clothesline of from hell of jbl back in the day and um crazy steve then came into save swoggle because um brian myers was sort of beating him down was what it was fun stuff you know but probably the weakest match on the show um not you know the best but not nothing terrible um and then we got a great promo coming in from uh, xxl um of, uh, of Larry D and um, AC Romero and um, big guys you know this was a you know a great promo from them uh, leading to the, into their match which was one I was really looking forward to which was XXL Against um James Storm and Chris Sabin, so James Storm recently returned to um Impact at um Bound for Glory. Chris Sabin um hasn't got a tag, tag tag title partner because um Alex Shelley was taken out by the North at Bound for Glory. So it's kind of indefinite when will return, as they said on commentary. So um James Storm and Chris Sabin have um sort of joined forces, which is sort of a dream team for me, being a long time um you know, a fan of both men, so, um, so, yeah, this was great stuff, you know, they, um, got in some really strong, um, double team offense, Larry D, you know, this guy is brilliant, he hit a beautiful looking falcon arrow onto Chris Saban, which really surprised me, and AC Romero's not, you know, just a typical big guy, he can move and he can run, you know, um, and, you know, Larry D and him did some good double-team offence. They really kind of did the classical holding heel tactics in the tag team of holding back Chris Saban from getting the tag to James Storm, who was sat on the apron, you know. So um, that was a really, you know, fun way to, um, you know, establish them as a cohesive unit, I think, James Storm and Chris Saban. It wasn't kind of like two men run together. They really did look like they were to get the win out there. There was a really strong-looking, um, you know, neck-breaker as well from... James Storm onto Larry D, which looked awesome. James Storm's just so crisp at what he does. He's brilliant, you know. And he's been over in uh, Primetime Live as well for the United Wrestling Network. Brilliant stuff there as well, you know. He's just such a great wrestler. Um, There was a great spot as well where um, they both took down um, the members of XXXL, did um, Storm and Sabre, and then um, they did the classical, um, you know, beer, money um, shout-out, but instead it was BEER! Guns! (laughs) Which, um, you know, made me laugh because I was wondering, what are they going to call this tag team if they do continue tag teaming? So maybe Beer Guns will be the one to... uh look out for but um but yeah this was good stuff um we got a um code for the win it was a code breaker from um james storm followed by a vicious looking kick from um chris saban then a super kick from james storm which got the win and sort of a double uh pin on to ac romero great tag team match this I thought this was brilliant um i thought both teams looked really strong and um really enjoyed it you know nothing bad to say about this at all i thought it was brilliant um, but then from there we went backstage and it was back again with the Dinas and um, they, they, they went backstage looking for um, looking for Johnny Swinger and um, they found his um, looking in the locker room they found his attire so um, you know they was going to take a shower and then it had, on, on impact there had been a loaded fanny pack which had um, hit Cody Dina and then it knocked him out and um, he uh, then looked in the fanny pack because it was really heavy and he thought i wonder what's in here and he pulled out a gun uh, a handgun which supposedly had shot um johnny bravo so who shot johnny bravo was the storyline but yeah not a fan of this um i think you know anything to do with gun crime we saw it with pillman's got a gun and the current situation with what's going on with gun crime and especially in america i don't feel this is appropriate Um i feel there are other ways to go about this and i didn't feel this was i felt this was awkward i get what they're going with with the storyline but no it's too close to knuckle for my taste and there's always to go about this so so from there we then went into um the defeat rohit challenge which was rohit Raju, um who then had an open challenge for the X division title against anyone from the back and lo and behold it was cousin jake of the um of the deaners who answered the challenge this was brilliant Really, really enjoyed this match. Two guys with completely different styles who went in there, meshed perfectly and really took it to one another. There was some really strong-looking wrestling from um, from Raheet and, you know, he built upon what he'd been showing at Bound for Glory. Um, a great-looking overdrive neckbreaker. There was a beautiful-looking dropkick. There was a throwaway suplex from um, Raheet onto Cousin Jake. There was... Um, a really strong, vicious-looking um, diner screwdriver from Cody. Uh, sorry, from cousin Jake, um, which looked, you know, crazy, um, a bit like greetings from Ashbury Park, which um, the late Bam Bam Bigelow used to um, deliver as well. The sort of sit-out pile driver that looked awesome. Um, there was a spear from um, from Cody. Sorry, I keep saying Cody from cousin Jake onto Rahit, um which was only a two count which looked awesome and then from there um, Raheat ended up hitting him with a running jumping knee much like Eddie Edwards um, earlier in the show and then they got a three count and it got the win. So this was really great stuff you know this is why I love... Um, you know, the X Division and the two guys can just go in there, different sizes, different styles and just have a great wrestling match and that's what this was, you know, a really great wrestling match Um, and then what happened was, was that um, after Raheet had won the match um, of all people, Eric Eric Young came out, but he didn't come out alone he actually brought with him um, Joe Doring of um of All Japan Pro Wrestling fame. So, um Joe Doring, um former Idol um sorry, former um triple crown champion over in All Japan, multiple time tag team champion in Japan, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he looks great. You know, I've been a massive fan of his for a long time. He looks brilliant. Um he hit a really vicious looking clothesline and then a um, Batista bomb onto the as establishing himself as sort of a hired mercenary thought it was brilliant you know Joe Dorin massive fan of his great to see him in impact and maybe even a relationship with all japan pro wrestling might come from this i don't know the full details but you know really strong showing there from uh, from him and eric young so um a great end to this little match and maybe the start of a strong feud between uh you know eric young joe Doring, and the dinas so um yeah really strong stuff from there we then went into a promo with the good brothers um who were um proclaiming they're gonna win the tag belts from the um from the north. Really fun stuff, you know, the Good Brothers just coming off um talking Chopper Mania. Um, you know, tons of charisma. Great on the mic. This was great stuff, you know, um, sort of, you know, really hyping up the match they were gonna have later on. And then um from there we then went into the next match which was between Moose and Willie Mack, which was for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. So Moose is now carrying around the old tna heavyweight championship as his sort of proclaiming it's the true world championship this was absolutely brilliant stuff again willie mack and moose two great athletic big men big kicks in this one um there was some really vicious looking uh, punches and uh grinding of the um you know boots to um willie from moose um he was fish hooking him as well really kind of um you know going for it was moose onto Willie Mack. you know establishing this vicious looking character he's got um there was um a massive um uranogi from moose onto Willie Mack, which i think is one of the best wrestling moves it just looked absolutely vicious um bizarrely though um one thing on commentary was what josh Matthews said where he said that Moose was one of those guys in the locker room who once upon a time was, you know, a really fun man and would buy everyone smoothies. Um, (laughs) Which I found a bit strange. And then said that he was turning into Brock Lesnar if he carries on the way he's acting. So, yeah, so never thought those two things would be in the same sentence together. (laughs) Strange analogy. Um, And then throughout the match, for some reason, um, Moose kept shouting out, that's what pain feels like about... um, you know, Willie Mack being beaten up to um Rich Swan. Found that a little bit corny for my taste. It kind of became a bit sort of crazy, you know some sort of wwf mid-90s kind of gimmicky a bit awkward for my taste especially in this empty arena just felt kind of like a bit like a lead balloon or sort of a you know tumbleweed sort of thing um but i really like moose as a wrestler though. i think he's great and i think his intensity is brilliant it's just the whole kind of gimmicky things a bit much for my taste but um william mack brought it as well there was some really massive looking um slaps, there was some big um shoulder blocks. There was a really nasty looking um Samoan drop followed by a moonsault from Willie Mac when he was fighting back. Um and then which got a two count but then Moose got um got sort of an opportunity to land his massive spear. He hit um Moose sorry he hit Willie Mac with it in Moose for the win. And then from there, he proceeded to beat down Willie Mack. And then the um, decision was actually reversed. So um, from refere- so it had gone from referee stoppage from Moose, getting yeah. the win, to then a reversal of that decision. So Willie Mack got the victory through a um, reversal of the decision. Really great match, though. Brilliant. You know, Again, really enjoyed this. I thought that both guys worked really, really hard. And I thought that it really over-delivered for both men. I thought they both looked great. So um that was that. And then um Rich Swann and Eddie Edwards had a promo backstage um where Eddie said that he'd got Rich Swann's back. I couldn't really catch everything that was being said. The audio was a little bit off on this one. Um I don't know if it was just the um you know the actual volume, I'm not sure but um just couldn't catch everything what was being said. But you know, standard sort of promo leading into the main event later on. So yeah it was all good. And then we then got into the Good Brothers against the North Um, for the Impact Wrestling Tag Titles. This was brilliant. I love this thing. They, you know, both worked so well at Bound for Glory with uh, the Motor City machine guns and um, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. So, um, yeah, so, you know, again great stuff from these two teams worked beautifully you know there was great intensity between both of them doc gallows is huge you know he's a big man anyway but he just seems so big compared to everybody else and he looked great as the big man um you know there was um some great um beating down from um you know the uh from the north onto carl anderson which then was stopping um doc gallows getting the the tag um there was a massive fall around from, um, from Ethan, to Ethan Page where the good bros were taking advantage. Um, there was a brilliant looking neck breaker on to Ethan Page as well. But um, what was great was that they actually had changed the legal men. So when they went for the pin, um, it had changed round. So it wasn't um, Ethan Page and Carl uh, Anderson who were the legal men. It was Josh Alexander and uh, Doc Gallows. So that was a really cool looking spot. And... Um, so great-looking big boots um, for a two-count to um, to Gallows. And um, Anderson and Gallows then hit a really vicious-looking double team and a massive kick, which was the double team, but that didn't get the win. What what got the win was um, was a spinebuster, Arn- Anderson-esque um, spinebuster from Carl Anderson, the machine gun, leading into the stun slash stun gun. And um, that got the win for the... Uh, for the Um, Good Brothers against the, um, the North. So they're the new Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Really great match this. Definitely want to see these two teams go at it again. You know brilliant stuff from both of them coming in off um talking chopper mania as well there were tons of momentum for um you know gallows and anderson and they really have established themselves as one of the top teams in you know wrestling and they've done everything you know and this was a really strong moment for them and a great win for them you know i really am pleased that they got the belts and you know i hope they have a strong reign over an impact you know so yeah great stuff you know nothing to complain once again with this one really fun um and then, from there we had a sort of backstage promo from tonell Dashwood and John Grace, where she was uh John was berating toel uh Tenelle Dashwood about um not being having a back for the tag team match standard kind of stuff it was okay, you know um didn't really it was just there you know it was fine it was fine though and then um You know the um semi-main event was um a no disqualification match for the impact knockouts championship which was between sue young and uh diana peruso and um yeah this was brilliant this was unbelievable i thought this match was Probably my match of the night. I think Sue Young is an amazing character and an incredible wrestler. And same for Diana Perusa. I think she's an incredible wrestler and such an awesome character. And the chemistry they've both got together is awesome. Um, there was a great looking leg scissors to start with from um, Sue Young onto um, Diona which kind of kept her um, down on the floor. Which then was countered into a leg lock armbar from Diana, which looked brilliant. Um, i love diana's paradise um paradise code lock into the bottom rope of the ring um which she did to sue young again which um she then threw um she then hit her sorry with an um uh, baseball slide to the um to the outside um and then she started throwing um a lot of a weaponry on plunder into the ring did uh, Diana getting into the mindset of being in a no DQ match because as she said this was the first no DQ match she'd ever been in. There was a really big looking German suplex um, which looked beautiful Um, there was a vicious looking kendo stick shot to the stomach of uh, Diana Perusa um, from uh, Sue Young which looked nasty the shoulder was thrown into the post from um, from Sue Young into uh, for Diona that looked nasty. Um, really strong selling and s- vicious looking stuff in this match. There was a rope around the throat as well. So um, su Young actually got a sort of a large boat shipping rope out of the um, bottom of the ring apron, and then she was using that to choke out um, choke out Diana. That looked vicious. Um, and then she actually um, hit her. Um, with a kick, and then she had a chair to the head for uh, Diana, which looked absolutely nasty. Um, that looked that looked scary. Um, really took it to one another in this thing. Um, and then she was crawling to the outside, and then she landed a pedigree. Did Sue Young onto Diana on the stage, which looks crazy as well. You know, lots of craziness in this one. Um, and one cool other little spot. What happened was that there was um, Sue Young was going to hit her. Um, hit her mist, but then uh, Diana had a, um, a canvas which she got from the um, bottom of the ring. So it was a bit like a painting canvas. So she put that in front of um, Sue Young and it kind of was a shield from the mist and then she hit her in the head with the um, canvas and that knocked her out. And then she actually locked her in and um, the Venus de Milo, which is kind of a um, surfboard-esque submission, while she had a head locked into the chair. So she had Sue Young's head locked into the chair while she had this submission on, had both her arms up, which looked absolutely terrible, oh, it looked awful. And then um, there was a mandible claw, but then that was countered into a cradle DDT from uh, Diana, which looked absolutely devastating. And that got the win. And then she got her second um, knockouts championship in Impact. Absolutely awesome, this thing. I thought this was a brilliant, brilliant match. I thought this was a brilliant DQ match. No DQ match. I thought they both had such awesome chemistry they built on what had been in the previous match at bound for glory and i really want to see them have another match in this um rivalry i thought it was awesome nothing negative to say about this at all i thought it was brilliant and then from there we then came into the main event which was um, Rich Swan against Sami Callahan, as mentioned earlier, for the Impact World Wrestling Championship. So the history of both men was shown in the highlight um, package. Um, I really like as well how they showed Rebellion uh, from 2019, where they had the vicious no-DQ match themselves for the X-Division title. That was awesome. There was lots of brawling in this match. Sami um, was uh, trying to get the advantage. He hit his um, stretch muffler, um, submission hold on to rich swan. So he grabbed his leg and then wrapped it around his neck which looked awesome um, There was a really vicious looking kick to the back Um Swan did look like he tweaked his knee when he went for the um, he went for a moonsault and he counted it um, and And um, then it looked like he tweaked his knee, but thankfully it was okay Um but Sammy did hit or he did lock in a really beautiful looking Indian death lock um, With an ankle lock on top of that. It looked beautiful. It looked awesome um, you know Sammy Callahan, brilliant submission artist in this match. Um, they really went for it. Um, and what I what I felt hurt this match though was that as the match went on, um, as it was coming to the ends, kind of Ken Shamrock came down to the ring to kind of try and beat down Rich Swan, but he was um pipped at the post by Eddie Edwards, who said he got Rich Swan's back. So um, they were brawling in the crowd. Well, in the um in the arena with um yeah i didn't really get this i wasn't really feeling that that was a bit you know um i don't know well it kind of took away from the match sadly um but we did get a really awesome looking pile driver from salmi callaghan sort of like um gotch pile driver but that only got two count but then um rich swan came back into it and um it hit several nasty looking kicks in quick succession with fighting spirit to um you know, Sammy, So Rich Swan got the defense and got the win. So um, yeah, this was it was good. It was a good storyline match, but it wasn't my favorite match from the show. It was fun, but it wasn't my favorite match. It kind of, it wasn't my favorite. Definitely, the match of the night for me was a toss up between um the uh, knockouts championship match and um the um Rohit Raju match. I would say, but Moose and Willie Mack was great as well. But if I had to choose one, I would say the Knockouts Championship match, just because I thought that they really worked hard in that match and built on what I'd been in the show before at Bound for Glory. So, um, so, yeah, so that sort of wraps up this review of Turning Point. Another strong showing from Impact Wrestling. You know, I really recommend if you've got time to check this one out. Um... There was some really strong stuff on this show. Commentary was brilliant from uh, Madison Rain and Josh Matthews. Um, big moments, you know, we had a couple of title changes, which was great. Some debuting faces, so we had Joe Doring coming back into the company. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really good, you know. It, it really built on Bound for Glory and then it's leading into Hard to Kill, which is the next big pay-per-view in, a, in January for them, Impact. So yeah, another strong showing, so I really enjoyed this um so yeah definitely recommend it so um just to finish off you can find um bbg wrestling at twitter at bbg wrestling and you can find our website at www.bbgwrestling.com so that um wraps up this review of tna turning point 2020 i hope you all enjoyed it and i'll see you all again soon so thanks everybody